Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Patrick Crakes. Uh, network executive consultant, soldier. Patrick, we had Nate Boyer, U.S. Army Green Beret, and we just had uh, pilots from the U.S. Ar- U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds. I thought we'd share that with you today. Um, that is that is fantastic. Um, I saw I saw the special operations soldier on your Twitter feed. That's fantastic. Uh, all, all I can bring to the table is a. Uh, is is paratrooper but i'll do the best i can that's that's great you guys have those guys on it's it's armed forces day yeah it is uh, it is and we're proud of you for serving as a paratrooper that's that that's an awesome experience in what you did too so when yesterday's story came out i think most people it was probably didn't know exactly when it was going to come out you've discussed this with us before bob thompson brought it up as well when you saw what it was what it actually was what was your reaction uh, we were talking about the uh, the uh, try the three-headed streaming monster of Fox, Discovery, and Disney, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so look, I I think it's part of a natural evolution. Um, about about three years ago, I wrote an article for Sports Pro talking about what the future of media evolution looked. At that time, back in 2000, there was a lot of look. We have a lot of this highly specialized what we would call segmented marketing, kind of DTC products everywhere and a la carte and stuff. And I was having none of that. Um, you know, the, the economics of the business were built on bundling um, and, uh, the, and the, both on the revenue side and the content side followed it. You're not going to match those economics by having a bunch of specialized services, so, uh, you know, cobbled together. Uh, so you're going to have to rebundle somehow. It won't look like the old bundle, which was a natural monopoly, won't be as profitable for sure, but you had to do some kind of rebundling. So when I saw it, it, it made sense. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's, but it's not a table flip. I, I, 
I feel it more as a process of an evolution. I've always called this not a revolution, an evolution. And this is the next, next part of it. What's going to be the most interesting about it is that they have to make, keep the pay TV distributors happy because this venture is not going to make near as much money as they still make from pay TV. They have to keep all those economics flowing um, or else the whole thing doesn't make any sense. So how they go about pricing this and how the distributors involved is, are very important questions that have to be answered, of which we know nothing yet. So there's just so much to learn. Aside from viewing this as, an, as, as kind of the next step in the evolution, I, I, I try not to get too excited about it because it seems to make logical sense. Pat, uh, for those who say this is just cable again in a different format, what do you say to that? <laughs> well, it's not cable again because yeah. it doesn't have any ability to scale uh, while it's still forcing prices upon people and customer commitment. So it does, it, it, it's a rebundling of content and attempt to try to buy more value to subscribers. But it's, it's, and it's offering a route to a significant amount of sports content, although not everything. Um, to on a, on a on on a digital platform, right? So consumers now have a lot of different places to get this. Um, it doesn't offer every sporting event. I mean, the cable system gave you every sporting event. This isn't cable. When people say that, um, you know, it's it, it's just not cable. It doesn't give you everything. Cable gave you everything. That's why it scales. And um, this isn't going to give you everything. So it's not cable. It, it's a digital content offering alliance. Um, that isn't my understanding is it's not going to have everything on all these channels on it, by the way. So there's another detail we have to find out. I would imagine most, but not all. I don't know what that means, but it's not going to have exactly everything. And, um, but it will be cooperative, I believe, with the distributors. In particular, it will help the distributors' broadband businesses. And if you look at the past September's charter, um, which is Spectrum, and a Disney deal, what you saw was Charter negotiated successfully to stop really paying for some of the entertainment content that had found its way over to Disney Plus on those Disney channels. And instead, um, and, but they gave Disney all the price rises they wanted for their sports. And what they basically said was, look, give us the Disney Plus ad-supported channels to our broadband customers for no fee. So if you're a Charter customer, you can now watch Disney Plus ad-supported for free. And that kind of cooperative cooperation with the distributors is what I would suspect that they will that 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 this alliance, right, that's going to have its own organization, own CEO, will look to negotiate with, while at the same time keeping all the economics that flow from regular pay TV for sports. But you'll keep that spigot on for all three companies. How much do you think? What was released yesterday as one would cost? Uh, in, what would be a fair price, in your opinion, if you could even get to that point? Or how much do you think it will have to cost for them to, to get what they need to and also the customer consumer doesn't feel like, oh, my God, here's another X amount of money? Yeah, I, I think that, um, so first of all, you know, no consumer is going to have to have to have this, you know, it's, it's going to be non-exclusive. So there'll be other ways to get this content, including have a traditional pay TV bundle. But the real way to answer that question, Smokey, is to talk about the difference between bundled pricing and unbundled pricing. A lot of people hear about what cable channels cost, right? An RSN, for example, typically costs $6. ESPN is uh, 10 now on its way to 11 Those are bundled prices. They're, they're wholesale prices that are offered because you get this giant package of content 
that subsidizes and builds each other. When you break out those individual channels on their own, if they were standalone on a retail basis, they're much more expensive. The tell in that is, for example, Nesson Plus, which is the Red Sox RSN. Uh, that that offering is, uh, is is something called Nesson Plus. It's offered. It's a streaming option uh, for the Red Sox. It offers the same identical content that Nesson does inside the RSN footprint. It costs twenty nine ninety nine a month for about one hundred and forty Red Sox games. No playoffs. None of the games on national, regular season games on national networks. That's the unbundled price of Nesson Plus. And the reason why they priced it that way was because if the pricing is competitive with the bundled price of Nesson inside a pay TV bundle of about eight, nine dollars, the distributor has the unequivocal right to turn off the money spigot immediately. So you can't price it without the distributor's permission at anything other than the unbundled price. The closer you get to the bundled price, the more it's likely the distributor is going to kick you in the teeth and cut off 100% of the economics that pay for everything. And it all comes from pay TV. So when we talk about what this is going to be priced, the question about distributor co- uh, co- uh, cooperation is key. If the distributors are on board with this, then it can be priced closer to the bundled price. I've seen some people suggest 30 bucks a month. Um, that might be, you know, the bundled price for all of us together. It feels a little low because, remember, we've got content from ABC on Fox on here, and those retransmission fees alone for those two broadcast networks are about nine, you know, on their way, or eight, nine dollars a month. So that's eighteen dollars right there. But if it's unbundled, uh, I did an estimate for a client uh, of, of an informed one of ESPN. I came up with on its own sixty-five dollars a month. So. I, I just I just don't, you know, that question is not really about what's fair. It's about how the distributor wants to cooperate with this entity, with this new venture. And, and the pricing will have everything to do about whether the distributor is a part of the upside in the scaling of this business or whether they view it as something they don't need to participate in. And that'll be the tell about whether the distributor is on board or not. If it's priced unbundled or close to unbundled, it won't scale. It just doesn't have any chance to scale it. Uh, Nesson, Nesson Plus is not designed to scale. Neither are the Valley Sports Arts and DTC products at 19.99. They're really effectively marketing for a pay TV channel bundle. So my expectation is the distributors will cooperate with this. The Disney Charter deal kind of shows us a way for that to happen. I called that at the time a re-imaging of the pay TV bundle. But there's no guarantees here that out of the box they'll be able to negotiate that. So. Um, you know, what, what's fair is beside the point. It's what makes the business work and keeps the economics from pay TV flowing while you attempt to try to build these new digital businesses. Pat, um, do you expect that if this is, in fact, as successful as they want it to be, that uh, maybe somebody, other people would want to join in? I mean, this is uh, three companies that don't normally work together on things, but they but they are here in this. Could could Peacock get interested? Could some of these other ones join this this gigantic streaming service that we're going to have? Yeah, I, so there's a couple things there. I, I, so first of all, I don't know that we know what the definition of success is here. Yeah. Uh, somebody called this the winner's bundle. I, 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 I'm calling it the staying alive bundle <laughs> uh, because, because I, it feels like, you know, the best we can do is kind of preserve the status quo. Forget about going back to growth or even getting back to the economics of the past. I don't know if that's possible because the natural, mon- natural monopoly pay TV bundle is gone and not coming back. So it's a different era. Um, but, you know, if it's successful, 
Um, first of all, Disney and Fox uh, have co- do cooperate. Um, we cooperated on, on uh, co- content that we uh, held as partners jointly. When I was at Fox, uh, uh, my programming group did that um, with the ESPN programming group um, and in other ventures. In Asia and Latin America, there were joint ventures with ESPN. There still, I believe, are a couple in Australia. I could be wrong. Um, but um, so there is a history of cooperation between two of these companies. And, you know, um, the WBD, the, the Tit Turner, TNT, whatever, um, you know, is kind of different than um, ESPN and Fox. So there's not a lot, you know, it, it, it seems to fit in that, that, that box well with them. Um, but there's cooperation between Fox and ESPN. When it comes to NBC, you know, NBC is owned by, um, by, a, by a pay TV distributor. Um, and that would seem to, you know, create more obstacles to their cooperation with this. And, or maybe they're feeling that they don't even have to cooperate. And then Paramount is going through what I think is probably a year to 18 months, just complete restructuring of what's happening over there. I don't know if they're prepared to do any of this at the moment. So could you eventually see, though, um, a way to rebundle all the content? Yes. Um, and I think that, that we move to a place in the future where it's possible to get everything together under one kind of maybe bill or one kind of set, but I don't know there's any way to unify all the content again. Remember that old pay TV bundle unified all the content you wanted to see. And it had a one bill, expensive, but it was in one place and, and everything was in one place and one bill and, and you could turn it on, you could find stuff using that really bad EPG everybody hated, but ended up turning to <laughs> the best way to do discover content, which is the irony behind all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Then everybody wanted this. Now it's all been hit with a sledgehammer and, and, and it's like been spread out everywhere. Putting it all back together to cooperate, even if something's successful, is going to be very, very hard because of the pricing, the scaling question. And, and I think that in the long run, the real answer is, is that that error of getting everything in one place for one price on one bill is over. Yep. And we're going to go back to the early era. If you guys remember back prior to 2000, not every game was on TV. And certainly not every game was in pay TV. And um, I think that consumers are going to have to pay more for the content they want, and they're going to get less of what they want um, because uh, you're just not going to get everything unless you're prepared to pay. Yeah, we've been I spoiled. think that's just what the future looks like. We've become very yeah. spoiled with getting – what do you mean the game's on ESPN Plus? But at least it's on ESPN Plus or whatever it might be. Alex Sherman's a media uh, reporter. He said, Bob Iger mm-hmm. announces ESPN flagship – D to C product will be launched in the fall of 2025, maybe as early as August. Yeah. I mean, that'll be another consumer option for folks who want 25% of all the sports media content. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think that that's necessary to do, but anyone expecting that to be a replacement for what we had and we had all the content together in one place, you know, that, that, well, nobody really expects that. All these DTC products and ideas are necessary part of this distribution because of this evolution because you're trying to preserve the declining economics from the pay TV bundle while you're trying to build new businesses. But the problem is, is that the new businesses are enormously unprofitable. Disney boasted in their call today, their earnings call today, that they went from losing about a billion something last, uh, you know, comparable quarter a year ago, I think, to only losing $250 million. I think by my count, they've lost 15, $16 billion in three years on streaming. And the solution to fixing that problem is to not spend any money. 
So they're not investing <laughs> in the business. Yeah. That's yeah. what everybody's doing to fix it. It's an entertainment side problem, but now it's becoming a sports side problem. So, so at the end of the day, I, you know, that you should launch all these things to give consumers choice. But the question is, how do you bundle them? What do you price them at? We're still, we're still not anywhere near to figuring out this business model just so that it's consistently break even and you can pay the content providers what they want because the stable revenues are gone, right? We don't have those anymore. And so we have a content cost revenue mismatch. Uh, but, it, but in the meantime, you have to build these digital businesses because you're not going to ever figure this out if you don't build them. And um, the alliance, I guess we're calling it, is one way to do this. ESPN probably feels the need to control their own destiny to have a DCC product. But, you know, anybody expecting this thing to scale at 100 million subs that are paying, you know, $100 a month is probably dreaming, which is, you know, what the pay TV bundle in the past did, which is how it built the modern media business, the sports media business. But we don't have that revenue engine anymore. Some, and we don't even really know what it's going to look like in the future. I got a question to, to wrap it up. And Patrick, we always appreciate it. By the way, on the Super Chat, uh, thank you to the paratrooper uh, from some Kim. Uh, Super Chat money to, to what Very we cool. do. The... Um, have you ever seen in your lifetime in the media as a consultant, as an executive and what you do, have you ever seen a more, not bizarre, but so many things juggling right now at one time? Um, I think there, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot going on. If you think about the digital revolution, enables so many specific things. It's done that with media and what it, but it's also done it in a way that makes everything less valuable. Um, um, you know, uh, we used to have this, when we were going through this transition in 2000, we used to have this joke at Fox because it was something that we did. You know, how do you make a billion dollars disappear? The answer is buy MySpace, and, um, which we did, right? And, um, you know, we used to talk about, you know, analog or linear dimes becoming digital pennies. And it seems that unless you have some kind of quasi- like monopoly, like Google and search, or Facebook and social sharing, or Google, you know, you know, you know if you don't, or, or Amazon in, in online retail sales, right? It's hard to really get a, a lion's share of what economists call consumer surplus that in the old world used to be shared kind of 50-50 between the business and the consumer. The consumer in the digital world gets like 90% of it, 95% of it. It's been great for consumers um, so far, but it's been challenging for businesses. So these businesses are all predicated upon, you know, natural monopoly economics. The media business rests upon that. We don't have those anymore. So the digital, the, the options and flexibility of digital, which are great for consumers, are, are coming, you know, creating a real lot difficult for media businesses that, um, you know, are really rooted in their cost structures and the revenue expectations in the past that doesn't exist anymore. So how we evolve going forward the next five years are going to be fascinating because at some point the content costs have to match the revenue. But at the same time, um, these, these things all have enormous value. You just have to figure out what the model is. So, yeah, it's a crazy time for sure. Patrick, do you ever actually attend a Super Bowl as executive or as a network guy or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've been to, you know, I, I can't remember, 10 or 12 Super Bowls okay. um, as a network executive. Uh, in some form or fashion, um, yeah. So I've I've been I've been to more than more than my fair share. That's what I thought. I thought I just wanted to ask. Thank you, sir, for your advice, insight, knowledge. 
appreciate you trying to help break all this down for the consumer and those who watch our show. Thank you so much, Patrick Craigs. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.